Hello and welcome to the Majors Mess Up podcast. This is episode 165. I'm joined by the lovely Samantha. Hello. And I'm Gavin as well. I suppose I should mention that. Is the lovely Gavin. The lovely Gavin, <laughs> yeah. And we've actually got a fantastic guest for this episode. It's It's been a while since we've had like somebody I would consider like, a, you know, an amazing guest. That's kind of insulting to the people we've, we've had on before. But um, no, like this guy, like, I mean... Should we just say who he is or should we like describe him a little bit first? I don't know how to go about it. This is Richard freaking Karn. Yeah, uh, Richard freaking Karn. Yes, yes. He is obviously, he's, if you did, if you didn't know, if you've been living under a rock for the past 30 years, he he was he's best known for playing Al Ball and in um home improvements. Yeah, he was so Al things. He was Al. He's done. Su- he's had such a career. So many things. Um, he is. Oh, shit, Gavin, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> he's done all kinds of things. He's done that much. He's done so it's many things. So my mind is blank right now. I can't think. He's done. Fa- he hosted Family Feud for many years. Did Family Feud. He's done all the Airbud movies. He's been in a bunch of Hallmark movies as well, which we didn't even talk to him about. He's, he's just done so much stuff. And he's even doing a new show at the moment with Tim Allen, um, Assembly Required, the first series that was on the History Channel, um, which is, that's finished there now. And they're just wrapping up the second series, but it's now been renamed to More Power. And I honestly, if you haven't seen Assembly Required, go on YouTube and type it in, because I'm pretty sure every single episode of it is available on YouTube to watch for free. And it's, uh, what a great show. Um, But yeah, just to have him on, talk to me, spoke to him for an hour. And we also as well, which was really nice, is Scott Powers, obviously, who's one of our original hosts. He came back to interview with us, which was really nice as well. He's a big Richard Kahn fan. And um, when I mentioned to him that we were going to be talking to Richard, I kind of felt bad not to invite him on. So I gave him the, uh, I asked if he would like to, and he said he'd love to. And he did. And uh, we also discussed it and said that he could he could play the interview on his podcast as well. Uh, obviously, Scott's does the uh, Powers Point podcast. So this interview is, it was recorded for the Major's Mess Hall, but it's going to be on two different podcasts, which is quite cool. So if you are a Scott Powers fan, a fan of his podcast, and you'll be able to listen to it on there. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just a great interview. And it was, and as well, I got to say as well, it was Samantha's first interview and she nailed it. She did so well. Yeah. Yeah. And not only was it my first interview, it was my first interview with a celebrity and not just a celebrity, but Al Borland. I grew up watching Home Improvement. This was my favorite show. I watched every day. And so for me to interview him was a big deal. And it was just the highlight. Well, Um, like not even just that, like, but you actually got the interview, which is incredible because normally it's me. It's me that gets these people on. Like it's Kelly does as well. To be fair, Kelly's gotten a few of our guests on. But normally it's me and it's done via email because to do it in person, I've met a few celebrities and to actually ask them in person, will you come on the podcast? It's a big thing to ask someone. And I I always get really intimidated about bringing it up. Oh, yeah. There's been a few times where I haven't. I've just thought, I'm not going to ask. I'll just leave it. But you actually did ask him when you were at this event. I jokingly said, you text me while you were there. and, And I said, ask him if he'll come on the pod. And you're like, I will ever get the chance. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, the I didn't think I'd get woke the up chance. The next day, to a message from you saying <laughs> that you'd asked him, he'd give you his phone number, and he said he'd do it. So yeah, I know. Well, I didn't think I'd get the chance to ask him first of all because he wasn't like meeting people, but he was ducking out of this event early, and uh, my husband was coming in as he was leaving and kind of cornered him. And my husband's a real chatter; he doesn't he he just talks and talks and talks. And so while he was distracting him, I had time to run up uh, three flights of stairs, and I ran up. And I was completely out of breath. And I remember I was wearing this like beanie and I came up and I, <laughs> I gave Richard, like, I don't even know if you're supposed to hug celebrities, but I gave him a hug and he gave me a hug back and he said he likes my beanie. And then like my sweater got caught on his coat. <laughs> it was this awkward thing, but he was so, so nice about it. Um, and then I asked him if he would be on the podcast and he said, yes. So he is truly just the nicest gentleman. Um, he's just as nice in person as the characters that he plays on TV. Yeah. And it was nice when he came on because even though you only met him the one time, it was like, he'd known you for years. He was like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, it was really nice. 
Oh, I know. I know. And uh, the thing is, when you think you're going to meet somebody that you've seen on TV or in the movies, like, and that you've just like, you, you feel like you know them in your head, right? Because you've seen their characters, you feel like you know them, but I obviously didn't know him. And um, I just, you know, you think like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be like, really cool and smooth. Uh, I was neither of those things. I was not cool. (laughs) I was not smooth. I was tripping all over myself. Um, I was breathing hard because not just because I was a little bit starstruck, but because I just run up all the steps. (laughs) No, you did. Uh, Like, I I mean, you did great in the interview. Honestly, you really did. I was really impressed. Not that I doubted you, but it's it's a big one to do for your first interview. Like when when we started, we started off with like with just friends. We got friends on, and we interviewed friends and stuff. But like this was this was a really big one. One of our biggest guests, actually. Yeah, you were a pro then by the time you had like a big celebrity, a big guest come on because you've been yeah. doing all these. Yeah, we'd, we'd had a lot of practice, whereas you yeah. didn't. So you did, you'd yeah. honestly pat yourself on the back because you did great. Yeah, I've only interviewed Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 But no, it was it was awesome. And, you know, it, just I mean, I'm still kind of on cloud nine because, like I say, to get to talk to him and we did a competition as well. Um, it wasn't a competition, but we were playing a, a bit of fun, really, on on social media. We were coming up with clues on the majors muscle social media pages to see if people could guess who he was. And because he's like, I mean, he's a household name, really. So people were just guessing it straight with clue one. People, uh, clue one was a hammer, and people were like, some people said Tim Allen, some people said him, and uh, and then by clue two, which I think was a a plaid like a plaid shirt. I think maybe that was clue two. I can't remember, but they were just like, oh yeah, it's Richard Khan. Like they just knew straight away. Yeah. It, it, I know. don't I don't know how they guessed it. You must have some very insightful uh followers because yeah. if, if somebody put up a hammer, that could be anybody. Could be a, some people said MC Hammer, which I thought was funny. MC <laughs> um and then wait, there, was, there was a dog as well. Stay tuned. Stay he's tuned. Been he's been in the air, but actually that was clue two. It was a dog. It's a basketball. Yeah. Oh, it was a dog. Because, well, because he was in the airbud movies. So I I just put a golden retriever up and, and some people are like, Oh, it's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> like it's, not, it's not Snoop Dogg. No, Snoop Dogg's more so. of a Rottweiler. I feel like he wouldn't be or yes. a Doberman. A Doberman. You know? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Cause he's skinny, you know, yeah. probably Doberman. He doesn't give off golden retriever vibes. If Snoop Dogg's listening, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> we would love to have you on. <laughs> That and if I awesome. meet you, I'll give you a hug and it'll be super awkward and my sweater will get caught on you. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, without further ado, we are going to go through to our interview now with Richard Khan and we will be back afterwards. But do you want to introduce the interview? Do you want to introduce it? Uh, well, I already, I, inter- I introduced it like live, right? Well, yeah, but you, you've got to, you've got to say something like, um, okay, now here's our interview with the amazing Richard Khan and then the interview will come okay. on. So do you right. want to do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Go on then. And here is our interview with the amazing Richard Karn. Today we have a very special guest. We have Richard Karn. Um, we might know him. You might recognize him mostly from his uh, major role as Al Borland on uh, Home Improvement. And we have him here today. And we are so excited that you could be here with us. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, uh, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's funny because we're all over the map. You're yeah, in one we place. Are. We're everywhere. Another. It's crazy. You're in one. Wow, we this is modern technology at its best. You're in LA. I'm in LA. We're we're almost neighbor. I'm a very bad neighbor because I never brought you dinner or anything. But we're we're practically neighbors here in LA. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, so, Richard, like people talk about Paul Rudd and they say how oh, like he doesn't age, but you honestly appear to age backwards. Like you you look younger now than you did when you were in Home Improvement. Like what is your secret? Like seriously, haircut. <laughs> you cut it a little shorter you look younger there you go i can see you've trimmed the beard down as well yeah yeah 
Well, I did that the second season of Family Feud. They wouldn't let me do it the first season because they didn't think anyone would recognize me. <laughs> but on the second season, they let me uh, they let me shave down. You were kind of a groundbreaker as far as beards on TV, right? I mean, you kind well, of especially you know away. we were working for Disney, and Disney didn't uh, rec- didn't let anybody wear beards at the at the Magic Kingdom. You know their shows. Mm-hmm. I, there were very few people with beards. You know, you had you had Gentle Ben and and. Uh, Haggerty, but but not very many. <laughs> so you like broke the the glass ceiling as far as beards. You you helped make that happen. Well, it was in the nineties. You know that whole yeah. uh, flannel beard grunge. You know, <laughs> being from Seattle, I just brought that with me. <laughs> well, Richard, uh, I met you. Um, I kind of ambushed you on your way out of an event that you I were thought I'd gotten at. away clean, and all of a sudden here's this. <laughs> You know, this husband and wife tag team. We did. We did. Because my husband was coming into the event late. We were trying to duck out early. Um, and he, he cornered you. And then uh, I literally ran up three flights of steps to come talk to you. Um, but thank you for waiting. And, and sorry if I, um, <laughs> sorry for ambushing you there. But I'm also not sorry because here you are. No, no, that was a great event. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever done an event at the Coliseum like that. That was yeah. really cool. in the football games there, but nothing, you know, like what what was going on there and a lot of happy right. people from all over the country. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just got to say, you did such a great job hosting this event. And while you were up on stage with thousands, there were thousands of people watching you, the teleprompter froze or it cut out it stopped working okay what were were you thinking i I have to i have to come clean on that the teleprompter didn't stop working what happened was i was supposed to let everybody go and have uh, a break and lunch and dinner but i in my head i thought i was still bringing up a couple of people okay i I thought i was still doing something and and the (laughs) all of a sudden the the teleprompter went blank and i went oh no so I just, you know, I just started talking and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, uh, uh, those things happen, but, but I, I only, I only had to ramble for about five minutes. Well, you were as cool as a cucumber. I got to say, <laughs> you didn't even break a sweat while you're up there, even though, you know, maybe the teleprompter ended and you thought it was frozen. You, you just rolled with it and you started having like this open discussion, uh, one person oh, yeah. said, yeah, people were, yeah. people were like throwing out suggestions and, and questions and stuff. And I actually, I started a, a story that I never finished. That's what I wanted to ask you. That's what I wanted to ask you because you said, <laughs> you said that there's a line. I don't think so, Tim. And that there's a story behind that. I want to hear the story. Can you finish the story? Oh, oh gosh. Well, I, you know, when it comes right down to it, that line secured my job on home improvement. Wow. And it wasn't it wasn't any big, you know, uh, big deal, big line or, or, or anything. It was it was I was filling in for Stephen Topolowski, who uh, if you'd seen Groundhog Day, he was the life insurance salesman. Ned, you know, they wanted somebody wow. very different from Tim. They wanted somebody a little older, a little taller. They wanted a Mutt and Jeff feel to that. And and the producers who knew me, I, I met them in Indiana, a little a little uh, place in the southeast corner called New Harmony, Indiana. I met them like four or five years before home improvement. And um, they never called me for this because they thought I was too much like Tim. I was, yeah, you know, and they had Tim and they didn't want to have uh, these two guys, you know, as an assistant, be someone that's very similar. But when you get on camera, Tim and I go in opposite directions. He goes a little thinner. I go a little uh, rounder <laughs> in, a, in a way, or at least I did back then. Uh, but what happened was, I, I did the pilot just to, um, I was just going to do the pilot. And then mm-hmm. Steven got another movie. They, they said, well, uh, we need you maybe for the first two or three episodes. And I go, great. Yeah. Absolutely love that because, you know, now my wife, Judy is pregnant and uh, I don't have a foreseeable job. Really. I'm an apartment manager, which basically means free rent. Right. But other than that, I, you know, so I jumped at the chance to do the first three episodes and it had to have been like the third episode where um, the scene, the, the tool time scene, which they weren't writing for me. They were, they were pairing 
my character down and giving most of it to Tim. So I was just more there in the background or however yes. I, uh, you know, non-verbally I was there. But uh, Tim had a joke about, hey, <laughs> you know, you think they call it molding because it's been in the refrigerator too long? <laughs> you know, and there was a laugh there. And I just, I just let Tim have that laugh with our live audience, you know, and I just looked at him, you know, and then just as I'm about to say my next line, there was another laugh of me just looking at Tim and I'm, you know, and in my head, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not milking this. I wasn't milking. I wasn't trying to do anything, but I just let that laugh happen. And then I said, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> and that got a laugh. And all day long, the writers were like passing me going, oh, my God, you did yourself a favor there. And I go, yes. really? I like two lines. And uh, all of a sudden, the, the character crystallized for them. They, they saw what the audience was, was feeling. They saw these yeah. guys not as the same, but as these kind of iconic, you know, boss underling um, comedy duo. <laughs> did you ad lib that line, Richard? No, no, that that line was written. It was a throwaway okay. line. It wasn't any wasn't supposed to be anything big. It was I don't okay. think so, Tim. And all of a sudden, that became like the standard bearer for for my catchphrase. They kept nice. throwing it in there. Yeah, so you made it. You and Tim reminded me of like Martin and Lewis. You got the straight guy and uh, a little bit over the edge. Crosby, Hope. You know, to me, you guys were like the new age version of them because i meant it always works it's a it's a working formula and and, and i always they kind of thought they kind that of let that happen thing. they let it breathe because the audience the audience was way ahead of us i mean i wasn't really playing into that i wasn't cognizant of this is you know this is an iconic duo match i'm just filling in and the audience was was already there they were ahead of us and they hadn't seen the show on television yet it hadn't aired yeah. so oh, wow. they you know they were just seeing it as as it was happening, like in a play. At what point did you right. did you realize that like you guys were onto something? You know, with the with the chemistry you guys had. I, I honestly, I, I I think once once I was brought on as a regular character, I kind of was like, oh wow, this is great. But I, I you know I wasn't trying to do anything, and all my background had been theater. You know, I mean, when you do a play, you go A to Z in two hours. You know, the play has its own arc, you know, the characters grow or, or whatever happens in the play. But in television, you know, the writers are going, Rick, slow down. You know, you can't do everything in a half hour episode. You've got plenty of time to do other things. And I'm going, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, so lessons learned in one episode, you have to like relearn them two or three episodes down the way because that's the way it's written. Yeah, that makes sense. You have more time for character development. for your Yeah. Yeah. I think streaming is doing so well, you know, when they've yeah. got 10 part series, like um, uh, what, what was the thing on, on chess um, Kings uh, Queens Gambit. Oh yeah. You know, that was a really wonderful yeah, book that they let breathe with 10 episodes instead of trying to make it into a two and a half hour or two hour movie. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like that, we need to get home improvements on one of the, like it should be on Disney plus really. It should. It really I haven't should, seen the, the show for years. Be. Like I've been trying to like re find it somewhere to rewatch it in preparation for this interview, and I couldn't find it anywhere. It's just not on anything. Uh, well, the the producers are still fighting. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, of I know. Of course they are. And well, now all the fans are suffering. Yeah, the, exactly. Um, the guys that I that I met years ago in Indiana, Matt Williams. David McFadzian, Carmen Finestra. They had a, a production company called Wind Dance. Mm -hmm. And they were hired by Disney to um, join with Buena Vista Television, which was Disney's television arm of, of Disney, to create a show for Tim Allen. And they created this show. And then the, the, the two producers then sold the show to ABC. Uh, about a year into our into the run, Disney bought ABC, and yeah. then they wanted to sell the show to themselves for less. Wind Dancers going, uh, no, we can sell this for more. It's a hit, you know. And that's kind of where the animosity kind of grew from there. That's such a shame. Uh, I just I grew up watching Home Improvement. I watched it every day, and I told you this when I was, you know, 
spewing out words and being really ridiculous. Um, but I just, I loved how much I loved the show. It was such a great family show. And I, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it with my boys because they're the same age as the boys in the show. And um, I gotta tell you, Al was one of my favorite characters. I'd say you are my favorite character. Al was my oh, favorite character. Thank you. And I always thank thought, you. I always thought like, oh, he's getting such a bad rap. Everyone's so mean to Al, but he's the nicest guy. And if I, <laughs> and I'm going to marry yeah. myself an Al one day. <laughs> well, Tim, Tim came back to hiatus like second or third Whoa. season or whatever. And, and I heard him telling the writers, I got to be nicer to Al. People are coming up to me and hitting me on the street, hitting me on the street saying, be nice to Al. You know, so Tim never thought that, that he would be friends with someone like Al. I mean, he, yeah. he, the first couple of seasons, he was very adamant about that. And then, you know, because it's a, it's a small, you know, group that they, they, he finally had to, you know, acquiesce, acquiesce the fact that I'm going to come <laughs> over and we're going to be friends in a, in a weird way. Yeah. But still kind of rotten to Al in, in a lot yeah. of ways. Always making fun of his mom. <laughs> oh, and my and my parents' friends, they were they were upset. You know, it's just like Louise is not that big. You know, that, that my mom knew. <laughs> you know, they just thought. <laughs> and and yeah. then they thought that the characters, uh, you know, the next door neighbor Wilson was named after me because my last name is actually Wilson. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so they yeah. thought, well, did they write that because your last name? And I go, no, no, <laughs> they just they just used that name. And, yeah. and Wilson only had that one name for like three or four seasons until they had to come up with a first name. And they named him Wilson Wilson. Wilson Wilson. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I'll never yeah. forget the very last episode where he comes out and his face is revealed. That I know. Was, in, that was in the huge. curtain call, he, he lowered the shield. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Amazing. <laughs> So obviously, fast forward now to all these years later, you did the first series of Assembly Required, which I've got to say, what an amazing show that is. Just a, what a great premise. <laughs> it was, so, it, was fun? it was well, it's just so crazy and just like out of this, like, you know, you guys have got so long, you've only got so long to make this thing and then they end yeah. up doing it and it's and then you guys get to test it. It was a great fair series. And I heard that you Well, had, the, the reason it ended up the way it did was because of COVID. We, you know, we couldn't have ah, them come okay. into the studios. So we had to let them work in their own workspace. And we sent cameramen out to them. That's why we were always kind of talking to them on a Zoom link, almost, yes. you know, over, oh, yeah, you know, which was kind of weird. And then the, for this season that's supposed to premiere in June, um, they thought, oh, you know what? You guys don't need the, the competition. I think we just want to have you guys talk. And we'll bring in, you know, some some things that we're building or whatever. But well, it, it's much more enjoyable just watching you guys banter. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's that banter again. It's like I was going to ask you, actually, is that natural, that like antagonizing that you guys do? Or is it like kind of scripted? Because you guys, like, you, you're constantly jabbing at each other. We don't have scripts. We, we really don't. So, yeah, it's, it's almost like. Well, well, Tim just likes to argue anyways. You know, he just loves, <laughs> he loves bringing stuff up and, and, and he will argue things before the, the camera starts rolling that have nothing to do with, with, with the show. And he'll just bring something up and he goes, uh, you know, like uh, at one point is like, you know, California really should sweep those forests because of the wildfires and, and it's like, <laughs> And, and, you know, they go, right, and right. action. I go, yeah, and, I'm, and, and, yeah, and I have, I want the a retort, this, you know, stupid suggestion. And uh, uh, <laughs> so they yeah. changed the, they changed the premise for this new series and the name as well. Is that right? Yeah. They changed it to more power, more power. So why did they change the, the premise? Cause like I said, I really liked the, I did too. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, but they, the, I, maybe it was dangerous to have people building stuff, you know, timed because you know, we had a couple <laughs> of people hurt themselves. Right. You know, one guy lit himself on fire, another guy yeah. pierced his, yeah. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's different when, when you're timing somebody with large, you know, industrial. And did, I mean, some of the tools these guys had in their, in their workspace was just unfair. I mean, they were just doing, doing amazing <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like giant weapons. Yeah. Well, the one guy built that flamethrower. It looked like it would be in, you know, on the shelf at the DOD. I, yeah. I, and and th that flamethrower, I mean, the, the one that looked like a, um, 
looked like a dragon was very cool. I mean, I got to give him props for that. But the one that I had, the one that looked like a bazooka, yeah, uh, you know, um, had a had another button that they didn't tell me that I could push to make the flame hotter. So I I Whoa. never melted. Ah, the, so that's why it didn't open up when you. That's you why it didn't work as, as quickly as the other one. Yeah. <laughs> So when you guys so got back there... together again, did you like, was the comedic timing, like not the comedic timing, but was that bond that you and Tim have? Was it just like you picked up where you left it's, off? Or... It's just there. It is. It is so there, but you know, we were never that far apart. I, I mean, we belong to the same golf course, yeah. course and, and, and we'll have lunch or, or dinner every once in a while. So I see Tim, um, but all of a sudden working with him again and, and it's really funny because they put us together and then they brought in all the brass from the History Channel and A&E uh, just to watch us, yeah. you know, uh, to be there. And, you know, stuff was happening and we're laughing and, and you know, I'd, I'd walk off and they go, oh, my God, this is gold. And I go, what? 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 What's gold? He goes, what you guys just did? Said, we didn't we didn't do anything. We're just like screwing around. They go, yeah. we love that. We love that. Yeah, so, well, it's great chemistry between two old friends, and it really shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, we love watching it. When when Tim gets argumentative too much, I can walk away. <laughs> I just walk away. <laughs> and, and when I come back twenty minutes later, he goes, "You know, God, that's why I love you, Richard. You, you know, you can you can do that. You can just walk away from me, and we come back, and we're still friends. I mean, I can't do that with my wife. If I'm having an argument <laughs> yeah. with my wife, I can't walk away. You know, yeah. you know, and you never should. <laughs> No, you you've got to let them can. win. Yes. I'm we making can. a note. I'm making a note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making a note about that. So when you, uh, after Home Improvement, and you went to Family Feud, yeah, the spotlight was on you, you know, as in, as rather than everybody else. Big difference in being on the stage in front of a live audience there than improvement. It, it was interesting. And, and, you know, it's probably the closest I'll ever get to doing stand-up because, you, you know, you really can't write that show. You can't write jokes hey. for what people might say. You, you don't know what they're going to say. You really don't. And so you have to be in the moment. You have to be, you know, you have to be there. And when stuff happens, you, you know, you either react or you don't, or you play the game, you know? So that was fun in the sense that I was just throwing a big party and I was the host and, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I took over for Louis Anderson and the first yeah, day right. I, you know, I finished the, the first show and it's like, wow, you know, that was great. I it was like huge energy. And I go up to my dressing room and, you know, 20 minutes goes by 30 minutes. go, And, and after like 40 minutes, I, I come downstairs. I go, what's going on? I, I, we're, aren't we supposed to do like six of these today? And they go, well, we're waiting for you. And I go, you're <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah. Go, oh, my God. You know, I'm, I was ready 30 minutes ago. And they go, oh, well, Louis used to take an hour and a half nap between shows. <laughs> and I go, no, no. Oh if, I, if, if I come down, then I, it takes me all that much more energy to get back up. Yeah. Let's just keep going. And, you know, they were happy. They, we, we were done by, by 5.30 in the afternoon. We've done six shows in the day when they're usually done by 9, 10 wow. o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's no crazy. sense losing momentum when it's going and it's smooth. Yeah. And yeah. 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 So now, is it true that you that whole, you wanted to turn that down at first when you were first asked to do Family Feud? I, I did. I, I it was too. I, I mean, I I didn't see myself as a game show host in in a in a weird way. That just seemed kind of out of left field, coming from theater and then doing television. I, I thought maybe you know, well, something else will come up, little movies here and there. But my agents talked me back into it. I mean, literally, I was in a bar you know, in, in Northern California, sitting at the bar and I turned to this person next to me, I'm, I'm with a friend and I turned to the person next to me and go, Hey, how you doing? And they go, Oh my God, you're Richard Carr. And I go, I know that's me. <laughs> Listen, uh, do you think I should do, you think I should do a game show? And they, and they went, no, nah, you don't want to do a game show. And I go, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then my agents talked me back into it. And, you know, once I was on board, I was on board. You know, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have a great time. I will embrace it. I, you know, I won't kiss all the women like Richard Dawson did, but I'll <laughs> <laughs> now doing that show, even nowadays, there's always like a couple questions that the host remembered that are so off the wall answers 
Do you remember any off the top of your head while you were Oh, doing God, it? there were some great ones over the years. Uh, well, there was one, uh, you know, um, when, when does a woman start showing pregnancy? You know, we, we, we surveyed the top 100 people. When does a woman start showing pregnancy? And the one girl went, September. There was an old one where they had, you know, famous Rudolphs. And, you know, you had Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You had Rudolph Nereev. You had, then this one guy went, uh, Rudolph Hitler. jeez. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> And I think that one took Richard Dawson down to his knees. I, I, I truly believe that. <laughs> I think people just get nervous, you know, yeah. when they're in front of the camera, they've never been there before. Definitely. They just start saying, you know, well, like, they do. And that's, what's fun about that show. And yes. that's also, you, you can't write a joke for that because you don't yeah. know what people are going to say. So you have to be there in the moment. I, and actually <clears throat> about a few years after I, I, I finished doing family feud, I did a play called game show. Uh, and I did it up in Calgary. Actually, I was up in Canada oh, nice. uh, uh -huh. doing game show and it had a game show in it where we brought audience members up to do a trivia game, kind of like family feud. Um, and then during the commercial part of the show is when you found out who's sleeping with who, who wants whose job, you know, the rest of the parts, <laughs> the rest of the play. Yeah. But I, I was doing the show, you know, I was doing the, the game show part, you know, pretty you know, I wasn't serious about it, but I was, I'd been a game show host. So we, yes. I, you know, I just did it. I didn't want to know the questions beforehand, but there was this one night where uh, the first question that, that came up was, uh, you know, on the Greek Isle of Lesbos, what are the people called? <laughs> and, you know, the lesbians is the yes. joke, obviously, <laughs> you know, but I would walk down while they're writing their answer. I would walk down to the audience. I go, yeah, you know, the Greek island of Lesbos. I didn't know uh, how many islands are there. How many Greek islands are there? I, I, I don't think I'm aware of all that. You know. And then I would come back and, and the, but then the next question was, you're running around hitting a shuttlecock. What game are you playing? And I go, okay, yeah, all right, you're playing badminton in my head, but I know there's a joke there. <clears throat> yes, there's That's a right, joke. Right. There's a and, joke. And I've got nanoseconds. I've got you know the amount of time that I take four or five steps down as I'm walking to the audience, and I go, oh God, what's What's the chocolate? You know, and you don't want to be gross. You don't want to right. go, you know, really too far off the yeah. deep end. But, but I, I, I just I went okay. Well, it'll it'll either come or it won't. So I I'm walking down there and I'm going, yeah, gosh, you know, you're you you're running around the Isle of Lesbos. <laughs> Not a shuttlecock to be found. <laughs> I couldn't talk for like five, 15 seconds. I I I laughed. And the audience is laughing, but I cracked myself up and I went, oh, my gosh, there's questions I can put together for, you know, uh, you know, slam dunk setup callback jokes. Definitely. You know, and yeah. I did that, that for a little a while and, and then I got bored. Yeah. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd much rather find it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Being able to think like that. I think it's, it's a lot of pressure. It, you know? it is. But, and, and when it happens, it's like golden and you yes. feel you know, very proud, but you know, sometimes it doesn't and you just, you move on. Walking around Lesbos looking for a shuttlecock, you know, <laughs> never know. <laughs> Not one to be found. <laughs> uh, you've been, okay. Well, you've been in the showbiz industry for decades now. Um, does anything yeah, all... ever, well, no, I mean, does any, you're experienced, does anything ever throw you or do you ever get surprised anymore by, by how crazy that, that is? I, I got surprised but there wasn't anything I could do about it. Um, I got cast to play me, to play myself as, as a host on a show called The Detroiters, which takes place in Detroit. And it's, it was like on Comedy Central. And mm -hmm. The Detroiters, these two guys, one was on SNL, the other one was on, on um, uh, Parks and Rec. Or, or, or whatever, and and they had created the show from the, for themselves, and they were ad agency guys. And the the last show of the season, they had the D Awards, the D Awards, which was the Detroit um, Advertising Awards, and they wanted me to come in and play my play a host. I was going to be the host of the D Awards, and so they you know they sent me the the script, which was a 
you know, it was okay. And and then a song, they wanted me to sing a song. And I went, really? You want me to sing a song? And I'm not a, I'm not a big singer. Go, no, it'll be easy. You know, you'll sing a song and, and uh, we'll probably have you in, in uh, jeans and a, and a flannel shirt. And then you'll rip that open and you'll have a tuxedo underneath. And, and I go, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, that they never that they never explained how they were going to work that you know okay. i finally told them i, I finally told them I, I said this is how it's going to work okay i've got this on i'm going to go like this and then you're going to cut and i'm going to have i'm going to go like that and i've got a tuxedo underneath something else because what they came up with looks so stupid uh, you know so we did a quick cut but um i you know i had to learn the song so they said right. so sing the song I go, okay, I can't remember it. I did this one. Oh, great, great. All right, good. good. Oh, and, and we want you to do a, a magic trick. We've got a magician coming in. It's the, you know, there's a book that has a dove uh, that'll fly out of it. He'll show you how to do it. It's sleight of hand, but it's, it's pretty easy to do. You just learn that. And then, uh, you know, and, and during the song, maybe a little dance, whatever you want to do. I go, what, there's, there's no choreographer? They go, no, 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 you know, whatever you want to do. It's not, don't worry about it. You know, so all of this stuff and they're filming They're, the, you know, I walk in and we're on a stage and there's 250 extras just out there, uh, you know, yeah. extras, you know, at like a, at an award show, they're all dressed up and uh -huh. they go, well, we're not filming you. We're going to film them watching the show. So don't worry about it. We're not filming you. You just, <laughs> just go through what you, what you're going to do. And, and um, uh, that's fine. Well, yeah, okay, just go through what you're doing in front of 250 people, you right. know, extras that are just, well, oh my God, there's Richard Carn. He's, uh, uh, let's see what he does. Uh, he must be amazing. No rehearsal, no choreography. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing the whole bit. I'm, you know, I'm going, just worry, you know, but I'm not worried about it because they haven't, they haven't uh, turned the cameras around. Now they turn the cameras around and they go, okay, just do what you did. I go, I, you, you know, and 20 years earlier, you know, as a younger performer, I would have freaked out. I would have totally freaked out. But, you know, now I'm like, really? Okay. Are you sure? I mean, is, is that what you want? Okay, let's, let's do that. And I did it. And, and the, the way they edited it down and everything, it looked great. It was funny and, and, and everything. So, okay. but I, I did all of that with no rehearsal, no choreographer and, Cheap and trip. a wardrobe change and a song and a wardrobe change mid song. So, yes. <laughs> you know, no, no pressure there. And yeah. 250 extras, you know, and the guy down in the front row are going, Richard, Richard, I'm just getting into the business. Do you have any advice? You know, there's like all that kind of stuff going on. Oh, that's crazy. It worked out. It worked out. It did. It worked out. So you've worked with some animals in the past, like you've obviously been part of the Airbud movies, and and you worked with a monkey in the uh, MVP movie. Oh my God, the what, monkey! What, what, what's worse to work with dogs or or chimps? Uh, well, you just have to be patient because they, you know they have their own agenda. But the monkey, <laughs> and it's the same guys. You know, it was the same guys that did the Airbuds. Yeah, uh, they did the MVPs, the most valuable primate. Yeah, you my know, kids love those they made, movies. They made two or three of them. You know, mine was a skateboarding monkey. That, that's right. Yeah, I just watched it today with my daughter. <laughs> and, and so there was this scene where, um, you know, I, I play the old uh, owner of the skateboard shop or whatever, and the kids have uh, run away or, you know, and they show up at my house. And, and so they come in and, and it's nighttime and, and I, I offer them some cocoa. And they've got the chimp with them. And the, whole, the scene was supposed to be going on. We're talking. And in the back or in, onto the side, the chimp is like putting all the marshmallows in its mouth. And then, you know, cut to, them, to the chimp smiling with all these marshmallows. <laughs> well, he never would eat the marshmallows. The chimp is like not eating marshmallows. And, and we, you know, it's like third, fourth, fifth take. And finally, uh, you know, we're doing the take and he's not, he's not going for the marshmallows. So I reach over. I, I keep eye contact with the chimp and I reach over and I get the, and I get a marshmallow and the chimp is like, <laughs> and I'm like, I take, I take the marshmallow and I eat it. 
like I'm showing him what he should do, you know, and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and and off to the side, I can see the trainer. The, the trainer's like really tense. I don't know why he's really tense. I, I find out later why, but the monkey, you know, looks at me and then looks at the bowl of the marshmallows and he gets a marshmallow. He looks at it and then he tries to feed me. <laughs> Oh, how sweet. I thought you were going to say he was going to attack you or something. Well, that's what that's what the trainer thought, you know, because that's his food. So when you touch their food, they will they could they it could have attacked me. But apparently I was the alpha monkey in the room and he was comfortable with me taking his food. And then so, to feed you, how sweet! Yeah. I know, I know, and I think that's the take we used in the movie. If you go back and look at it again, <laughs> amazing. And so, if there was one role, past or present, in TV, golden age, slapstick, modern, what would that role be? That if you could do it, if you could step in to like that time or like now. Oh, wow. You know, like if you see Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like be with the three stooges. Uh, like, oh, man. I, um, you know, well, you know, when I when I watch stuff, I just uh, allow myself to get lost in it. I don't try to go, well, what would I do here? Or, you know, how would I be better? Or stuff like that. So, so I'm not I'm not watching in competition. I'm um I did a play years ago called The Foreigner, which I really, really enjoyed. It was a, it was a Larry, a Larry Shue play. He wrote three kind of American farces, and he was it was very funny. And I really, really enjoyed doing that show. I mean, the audience were just they were laughing, and and it was like the art of doing comedy. It was like the almost the less you did, the bigger the laugh you could get. You know, it was like it was very zen, and I. Really enjoy. I'd love to go back and do that again. Yeah. But you know, I'm 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 a little too old now for that. So um, but I did a I did a Neil Simon play, which was never a lot of fun. Old. I'd never done a Neil Simon play before, and and that I mean, you just get on the track and the train leaves, and you're with it, and it just goes. Yeah. You know, it's like so well crafted, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but I'm trying to think what I would have really really enjoyed doing. Um, hmm. You it's got me question. there. It is a tough question. <laughs> Maybe that's because I feel very fulfilled in my life. I I, I don't that's, have something that I've regretted. I didn't get to do. Yeah, yeah that, that's a blessing. Yeah. There. Um. All right. Now here's a kind of a local one, and I'm not just trying to like get tips because you've lived here longer than me. Uh, what is your <laughs> I've only been here for two years. You've lived here for a long time. What's your favorite thing? And don't say golf. What's your favorite thing about LA? Don't what's say golf. Thing, what's the thing you hate most about LA? Oh gosh. The, my favorite thing about LA is there are, are so many different places, different places that feel very different yes. that you can go to. I mean, the West side, uh, Santa Monica is very different than the Valley, which is very yeah. different than the beaches, Huntington or, or further South or even North. I mean, it's, there's really wonderful places to go. Uh, the trouble is traffic. You know, the, the traffic in this, in this state is, can be, you know, mind numbing if you have to deal with it during, during high, you know, traffic hours, which are, you know, before work, after work is for most people. So that's yeah. probably that's probably the yin and yang going yeah. places, but then hating how you get there. <laughs> I'd agree with that 100 percent, because for me, it seems like no matter when I go, I always seem to get peak traffic. Um, but where do you like to go? Uh, like Disneyland, the beach? Where can you where can we find Richard Karn hanging out? Uh, the beach, uh, you know, we had a place on the beach. Uh, we sold it last year, but we had it for eight, nine years. And that was really nice. You just, yeah. you just get away and, and it, it, it just kind of melts. And, uh, you know, it could be uh, 2022 here and on the beach, it's like 1990. Yep. You Absolutely. know, a million miles away and it's only an hour. Yeah. It's a great escape. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I know we had a place up at Big Bear, which was was wonderful. And, you know, the spring skiing all year round, well, not all year, but during the winter, it's it's spring skiing, basically, because you got beautiful, sunny uh, weather, but then you've got the snow. Yeah. So, so skiing, well, that was great. Um, going to the desert's fun. Of course, that's golf for me, usually. But yeah. um, Palm, Palm Desert, Palm Springs. Um, yeah. I don't know. The I, yeah. I, I can't think of a, of a, and I grew up in Seattle. I love Seattle, but I, I, I think I've, yeah, you know, grown accustomed to, to being here. You drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, I, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm paying the weather tax. Yeah. Yeah. I drank the Kool-Aid. I love it here. Like you said, the deserts, the beaches, just anywhere you go, there's a whole vibe and a whole energy and it's, it's wonderful. It's kind of special. Yeah. But, you know, everybody ha- feels that way about their, their home state. You know, that's the, true. Every yeah. state has wonderful place, you know, and being an actor's, um, you know, doing theater, I've, I've got to go to Kansas City for three months. I got to go to Calgary for three months. I got to go to Jacksonville, Florida for three months. Um, and you get to know the town and that's, you know, Actors Theater Louisville. I got to s- s- figure out, you know, the, the Bourbon Trail in, in Louisville, it's just, you know, that's really kind of the f- cool part about our job. Yeah. So talking about where I'm from originally, I know that you spent some time in the UK. You used to, you used to live there? I was there for six months, three oh, okay. months in London, a month in Surrey, a month in Edinburgh, and a month in um, uh, Cardiff, Wales. Oh, okay, Wales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm from Liverpool, so we're not that far away from Liverpool. Well, it's I was just Wales. I was just below Liverpool um, a couple of years ago for the Comic Con up there. Oh, nice. So what? Beautiful. The- I mean, I'm walking along some uh, uh, wall that was built by Romans. Uh, you know, where, where, still was there. Where, where exactly was this when when you were there? Uh, it was at a university. Um, uh, you know, I'm at the age where I didn't forget. I just didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I was just curious. Is it Wexley? Okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're from there. You should know. I'm terrible with <laughs> with names of places. Seriously, no, I really am. Like, I I know the street that I live on, but I, I, outside of that, like, I don't know. My, my wife, yeah, like, how think, can you not know where you live? I think George was from there. Paul's grandfather <laughs> used to live by Wexley. That's, that's a good Liverpoolian accent. Yeah, that's that. well, it's, it's, the it's a more industrial. You don't open your mouth too much because the you know the bad air get in. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the whole interview like that. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we start that way? Well, yeah. And then I spent a month in Edinburgh, and that's you know ah, oh, yeah, you know I said, I'm, I'm lost Come on, with that. Get pissed on Bivy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. <laughs> so did you like it there in the UK? Did you enjoy your time there? I loved it. I saw so many plays. And uh, again, I'm old. I was there in 1975. The season that I was there in 1975 on the West End was mind-boggling. I mean, I saw um, Alan Bates on stage and otherwise engaged. I saw Albert Finney play Hamlet with Angela Lansbury playing his mother. I saw... Gilgood and Richardson doing No Man's Land. I saw Jimmy Stewart do Harvey. Wow. Wow. I saw Lulu. Remember Lulu from To Serve With Love? Yeah. Play Peter Pan. <laughs> with That's Ron amazing. Moody play with Ron Moody playing Captain Hook. <laughs> it was just one, it was one amazing show after the other. I loved it. Did you try fish and chips while you were there? Well, how can you not? It doesn't compare to anywhere else, does it? <laughs> I hope not. Like everyone here says fish and chips here is great. And it's nothing like the UK. Well, the U- I mean, uh, they put them in newspaper for a reason. They, you know, they need to soak <laughs> up all that grease. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, but, but yeah, they, they do. They, they taste really good. They taste really good. And I got, I got into baked potatoes in England. For some reason, oh, yeah. there was, uh, yeah. you know, baked potato places that would just put whatever unbaked potatoes and right, yeah we call, we call it we call them jacket potatoes <clears throat> okay and mars bars which are milky ways here in the states have you ever tried a deep fried mars bar not yet that's, big, no, in, well, that's big in scotland that's why i asked i was surprised you haven't tried one 
Well, if you go to county fairs around here, they deep fry everything. You know, they <laughs> I was deep say, fry. Yeah, yeah, that's where you, that's where you get the deep fried Snickers, deep fried Twinkies, Mars bars. Yeah, county fair. Yeah. <laughs> the the donut hamburger. Yes. <laughs> you use those two donuts. Cool. I tried those. Put the hamburger in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Krispy Kreme. Those those Krispy, are nice. Oh, Krispy and then, Kreme. Please. And then you go home and have a heart attack. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, I think they start to supply the defibrillator right there at the, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of the blue ribbon events. Well, that way, you know, if you're uh, brought back to life at the county fair, you can go by the next street, <laughs> go get a jumbo turkey leg. I'm fine. I'm fine. You were dead for 17 minutes. Nah, what else you got? Shake it off. Deep fried butter. Give me some deep Waiting. fried butter. The tower of French fries. That's what I need next. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as an actor, marriages don't last uh, like over four or five years. You've been married to Tootie for 37 years, man. What is the secret <laughs> to your success? In a row. I mean, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, well, you know, we met in New York doing a play off Broadway. And she was really, you know, she, she was the one that was doing Broadway more more than me she you know because she did musicals she's a great singer and it was her idea to move to california you know she's we were we were in new york but we would get jobbed out of new york so we'd be apart uh, a lot a lot of time of the year and she goes we're going to move to california we're going to be in one state we're going to start a family and i go you sure because there's not as many musicals in california she goes no this is what we're doing and swear to god you know just under a year and a half i got home improvement and she got pregnant and the rest is history. Right. I, I applaud you, man. I, I, I really do make it last that long. I've been married 20 years and I'm like, geez, that, that feels forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we even did, you know, we've done some plays lately where we were together 24 seven because we're on stage mm-hmm. at night. We're together during the day, you know, it's like, and we did that for three months and I thought that would get a little tedious, but no, it was great. It was great. You know, my wife ended up, uh, being on home improvement she yeah we met what um six seven years before home improvement but she looks a little bit like pat who plays tim's wife and the casting director brought her in the third season when they when pat's sisters were being cast so she came on and she was on the show also about 10 episodes okay. i remember that actually i remember that i remember uh the mom and her sisters and the dynamics there um, yeah oh yeah yeah, that was a that was a fun part of the show. <laughs> um, all right, now you have one beautiful son with your wife Tootie, and he's uh, Cooper, right? Cooper, he was born the first season. He was okay. born March March of the first season. Yeah, he's How do thirty. You... Now. <laughs> wow! I I saw that when I was researching you. I didn't want to say that because I'm coming off as a stalker, but um... that's, that's how old. I... <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Mother's Day is uh, on Sunday. What do you do for the mother of your child on Sun- on Mother's Day? Well, we we're going to go out to dinner uh, at a very nice restaurant. However, you know, Cooper called and said that his his roommate's girlfriend just came down with COVID. So he's uh-huh. going to test, you know, he's going <sighs> to test Sunday morning. And if he's OK, yeah. then we'll, then we'll go to the restaurant. But if he's not, I don't know. It, it might just be her and I. Fingers crossed. Okay. Fingers crossed. Okay, so okay. we're, we're going to wrap things up very shortly here, Richard, but we have five questions that we're going to ask you, like rapid-fire questions. We call them the majors top five, basically, and we ask all our guests these questions. So I'm going to start with the first one. And the first question is, what one song defines you? If you could pick one song that defines Richard Kahn, what would it be? And they're not easy questions. Wow. No, that is, that is, that is so not easy. <laughs> what, what is one, one song? If it's a struggle um, to think, then you could tell us your favorite song. Well, uh, you know, I love Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. You know, I just, I love right that on. harmony. I love those songs and they resonate with me. So uh, maybe um, Wooden Ships. Yeah, that's a nice song. What would your perfect meal be? <laughs> yeah, I can, you can only have one. 
one perfect meal. If you could have one like one meal. last dinner, what could that one last one be? Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I, I think it would be Thanksgiving dinner with my parents. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. You know, and, and just sit down with them. That's everything. Again. Now, who's cooking I, it, though? Is it, is it mom? Is mom cooking the, the dinner? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Although, gotta, it's you gotta know, be more than cooking. We have years and years of pictures of my dad standing at the turkey with the knife. And, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, of course. That's, <laughs> that's, that's dad's job. That's yeah. always dad's job. Yeah. Did you go sure. for the white meat or the dark meat? I always went with with the white meat because I liked I like gravy. So mashed yeah. potatoes and a lot of gravy and the white meat, yeah. you can just, uh, but, but white meat is dry. Well, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's drier. Yeah. And, and um, recently I, I've kind of gotten into the dark meat now because I eat less gravy. Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. Tell us one thing about yourself that no one else knows. <laughs> He's thinking. Not even Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard after 37 years of marriage. <laughs> Nobody else knows. Kind of like that last question that you've always wanted to be asked that no <laughs> okay. one has ever asked. Nobody knows except for the few people that were there. Okay. When I was in college. I went in and tried stand-up. And I didn't have my own material. I just did other stuff. I, 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 you know, I, I did like a song from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, you know, I did The Munchkins. I, and I, and, and I, I, was, I was horrible. And I only did it that one time. And I don't think anyone ever, I haven't told anybody that. <laughs> so, so you went up and you sang The Munchkin song. Uh, yeah, and, and I and I tried to come up with some something funny, but it's like wow, you know. But being around Tim, you know, you just start seeing the world in a funnier way. Mm -hmm. you okay. Know, being around, being around stand-ups, you just you become funnier if you pay attention. If you don't pay attention, yeah. then you then you don't become funnier. But you know, the the the, the opportunity is there. Right. So if you right. did stand-up now, you you wouldn't. You wouldn't sing the Munchkin song. You'd come have some better material. No, no. no. <laughs> my stand-up now is just talking about me. Sure. <laughs> talking about the remodel on my house, you know, is, and, and, and I wrote a book about it, how I remodeled my home for just under three times the original bid. You know, so all the <laughs> stuff that, that went wrong with, with the remodel of my house, I, that can be my comedy. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Okay, so fourth question is, what inspires you? What inspires me? Yeah. Um, well, oddly enough, really good performances. You know, when I when I watch a movie or a TV show or theater, I am inspired by performances. You know, the, the way people um, transform an audience, and that inspires me. And I and I I'm way more creative. I I, I come up with great ideas when I'm watching other people create. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is your favorite ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. That's a good Ooh, one. Is. Okay. That's probably mine as well, actually. I agree with you there. That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care if it's green mint or white mint. Oh, okay. See, that doesn't it bother. has to be green. I've never so tried okay, white mint. Okay so I've never tried it. I've never tried white mint, but I love white chocolate, so I probably love that. Well, well it's, it's not, not white, chocolate. white chocolate. It's just, it's just um, you know, if you, if you get a little thing of Haagen-Dazs, that's mint. It's uh, white. It's, oh, it? it's okay. white. Yeah. I'll the check green the ice cream supermarkets is, for that. We might it, not get it here. Yeah. Right, it's I'll food look. coloring, but to me, it has to oh, be green or else it. it's don't not. Right. That's not right. You're, you're way up there in Canada. Eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. We get, we don't get, we like, I have to have this, uh, this has to be imported to me. I can't get it anywhere else. Fruity <laughs> you shouldn't pebbles. be able to. <laughs> yeah. Fruity that's pebbles. why it's in the basement away from the kids. Well, we used to we used to go up into the Canadian San Juans every summer uh, on my grandfather's boat, and that was the first time I ever saw peanut butter and jelly in one jar. Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, like yeah. wow, Canadians <laughs> got it together. Yeah, peanut butter that's, that's and jelly in one it? jar. 
<laughs> we think outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Richard. Well, um, we're going to wrap it up now. I just want to say thank you so much. This has been an absolute delight to talk to you. Well, th- thanks for having me on. How long is your show? How long did we go? We went for, it's almost an hour. It's been almost an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Four, wow. Three, 55 minutes. Yeah. Well, aren't we just chatty? We really are. <laughs> we could have went longer, but we don't want to keep up your time. So right. thank, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, you guys. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so there was our interview there now with uh, Richard Khan. And again, just listening back to it, just incredible. I mean, I still can't believe it. And, and you know what? Scott did really well too. I mean, it's been he's been doing his own podcast, but to come back in and work with me again after all these, it's been like three years now. Like that's a long time to go without working with someone. And yeah, and, like, and me, just, and I'm a complete stranger. And he just, you know. Yeah, yeah even with you. He did really well. Like it was, it was a big deal for him because he was coming back onto the, our show, and you know, and like you filled his boots almost, and and it's like he, you know, it was it was just nice. And it was when you first spoke to him because we we uh, Zoom chatted before, like a couple of, like a week or so before this interview we did. It was really nice what he said to you that he was just like, you know, you're doing really well. I've been listening to the episodes and you, you're doing fantastic. And he, he messaged me after the interview, actually, and he was like, the first thing he said, he messaged me privately, and he goes, she did effing awesome. And I was, I was like, she did? And he goes, you got a good one there. She did really well. And he said, I, what did he say? I wish that I could message her myself to tell her that, but I don't know if she... That's all right, Scott. You can message me on Twitter. You can go into my... You can slide him into my DMs. Slide in, yeah. It's, it's cool. Go. It's I'll cool. go tell him that. He'll never stop. But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that hour, that hour just flew by. I mean, we did an interview for a solid hour and it just, yes. it, it just felt like nothing. It so did, that's yeah. a sign. I think that's a sign of a good interview. And he was even I like, so. kind of, even like did some British accents for us and uh, told us some great stories. Yeah. Yeah, he did. It was, it was just wonderful. Like, and we, we managed to, the, the tricky thing as well, because you've got three people interviewing one person. Yeah. The tricky thing is talking over each other and that's going to happen. And it did happen. And it's normal, it's fine. But what we do is we have like a little group chat going so we can try and avoid that as much as possible. And we did. It, it Didn't it really work well, the, the little chats we had in between, you know, using our cell phones? Like, yeah. And we didn't have conversations. It's literally just, okay, Sammy, you go next. Okay, Scott, you go next. I'm going to go next. Like, it's just that so everyone knows who's going to ask the next question so that you're not all talking over one another. Yep. And yep. yeah, that's, that's the magic of podcasting remotely. When you're yeah. recording with d- different people from all over the place, it's uh, it's different when you're sitting next to someone and you can interview someone together that way because it's you're next to them, but it's tough. There's got to be a, a term for that. They call it like show magic or something or uh, on the screen. But when yeah. it's in a podcast, there's got to be a term like pod magic or something. Yes, maybe we can coin that phrase, pod magic. Yeah, pod yeah. magic. I think so. <laughs> the magic of the pod. Exactly. So, yeah, I just want to say, uh, obviously, a massive thank you to you and a massive thank you to Scott and obviously Richard as well for being part of this episode. It, yes. was, uh, it was really nice. It was nice to record again, with, to do an interview again with Scott. It was really nice to do your first, first interview, the proper interview with you and for it to just be Richard Khan as the guest. I mean, you just can't get any better than that. You can't. You I mean, can't. And Richard, if, you're, if you've listened this long, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we love interviewing spent you. The whole of the intro and now the outro just praising Richard Khan. But like, it, I mean, do you know the thing is, people will understand. It's not going to be like, why are they praising this guy? Like, everyone loves him, so everyone's going to get it. Well, he's such a nice guy. He really is. He's just as nice in person as he is on the screen. So, if anybody deserves praise and uh, accolades, it's, it's Richard Khan. Hundred percent, and yeah, and to everyone that's you know to, that's listening to us, you can all you can go to us um, linktree.com forward slash majors mess hall, and that is going to take you through to everything that we've got on social media. It'll take you to our YouTube channel. It'll give you links to find the podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the places of podcasting. The podcasts are you'll find ours, 
And I think even our Facebook page is linked to there and our Instagram as well. So it's got everything. And it's also got our Patreon page. If you want to become a patron of ours, you can check out that page and uh, see what you think. But for now, we're going to say bye. And we will be back again with episode 166. I, I cannot believe how high up we're getting in these numbers now. We're going to have to do something special for episode 200. Don't know what yet. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have to do something. Maybe try and get a big guest. We'll see. But um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And thank you, Sammy. Thank you.